strange. And it's time for Strange Wines with host Tom Cap from Strange Brew Podcast. And this is Juan from the Juan on Juan Podcast. Let's get strange. Welcome to the show. Who who am I? I don't know. I'm drinking some red wine for some reason. And <laughs> I'm I'm uh what is what was my name again? The Raptilian. Are, are you stoned, bro? No, no, not yet. I'm gonna get stoned Not later. yet. <laughs> um, my name is Tomcat, aka Tom Thompson, aka the Reptilian, aka Tom Palladian, aka the fucking goon. I don't know. The Man, bitch. <laughs> the only one that's a bitch is anyone that's getting a vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm TikTok famous now, bro. So. You'll refer to me as sir from now on. You got to refer to me as sir, man. I've built fucking two accounts, one to 11K, and that's shadow ban. And people keep adding me on that account, even though I've fucking been mad shadow ban. So I still randomly post videos to see if I'm finally not shadow ban. But my reptilian one is bursting at the seams. I woke up yesterday and it's fucking 10K. And now it just keeps going. Because I, if you guys are listening and you have stupid TikTok, like I do it to spread truth and post crazy true crime things. We have one for Strange Root Podcast. And we have one called the well, I have one called the Raptilian, and I post shit like Charles Manson speaking some nonsense, and it's fun. Juan's yeah, blowing up can, over a fucking John McAfee video. Yeah, you guys can follow me on there on any social media at the Juan on Juan podcast, and yeah, I'm gonna start Juan. doing original content on there. Like I did, I like it's like you. I post dumb shit like a clip of David Icke talking or you know John McAfee talking, just because, dude. If you listen to his to John McAfee's interviews they are fucking wild out of this world bro the dude was on another fucking level and i was like and that wasn't even the craziest part of that of that interview dude the craziest part when he was like i'll eat reality even though it tastes bad I yeah, was like, what it's, in the and uh, it's even like you know I I was cutting clips for uh, about David Icke's and then I let it blow up like uh, the one David Icke video I posted as a like twenty two hundred fucking k or something ridiculous and people just constantly argue with each other on the I'm like this is yeah. about waking <laughs> up this is about waking up and having you guys wake up together and not fucking bicker about oh he's a disinformation agent or he's this or he's that but I want to post one clip about him talking about pedophilia and how they love how the reason behind why they fuck so many me- uh, little boys and girls in their butthole and I was like ah that might get flagged I yeah, wanna, no, I don't know about all I want to blow my account up huge before i ever start posting real controversial shit but it seems like every time i talk about the vaccine i get thousands of fucking likes so maybe i'll just keep doing that yeah let me send this quick text real quick before i start blowing on my phone but yeah so hopefully i can i'm going to start posting original content on there and that'll blow up so keep an eye out for that and on instagram at the one one podcast and you'll see what i post on tiktok on there because i just do the automatic repost shit yeah, I do that too for some of the, the interesting videos I've done. Like I've done, like all oh, the cryptids we've covered. Which when I posted the video, it was talking about all the cryptids. It's mostly what me and you have covered because we've covered Mothman, Chupacabra, <laughs> fucking the, Wendigo. I think you spelled Wendigo wrong on there, dude. Did I? Is it Wendigo? Yeah, no, it's you put Win Digo. Wengi Digo. Uh, some, I think you misspelled it. I, I could have swore you misspelled. it. I don't it. give a shit though. <laughs> Though Florida may seem warm and sunny, there is a dark side to the Sunshine State. Fuck Florida. These crimes are sinister and mysterious, and they have one thing in common. They remain 
unsolved. There are no easy answers when it comes to these unsolved murders, disappearances, and unidentified victims discovered in the state of Florida. Listen, dude. When it comes to Florida, you can hide a body in the swamp, the vast swamp. Oh, yeah, we talked about that shit, too. And you would not find anybody, especially if the alligators drag the body and they, I think they drag things under the water and hide it under logs and stuff like that. So if they were to get a hold of a body, they would just put it under some rock and just keep it there until it just rotted away and they wouldn't be able to identify the person. Or maybe the skunk ape will take you. The fucking guy at the vape shop suggested, like, monster. I was asking what to suggest for flavors. And I got this monster flavor, and it is fucking gross. It, ta- <laughs> it tastes like medicine or something. Yeah. Wait, is that, that's just regular vape? That's not a, a weed? No, no. I got my weed vape in the other room. I didn't. I have to drive somewhere after this. So I've already had a beer and a glass of wine as I'm, I'm drinking it right now. So... Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to do Not anything good. more. So let's talk about the Sims family triple murder. Gene Sims uh, arrived home on October 22nd, 1966 from a babysitting job and found her mother and father and 12-year-old sister have been attacked in their Tallahassee home. Tallahassee, middle of fucking nowhere. Yep. Robert, Helen, and young Joy had been bound, shot, and stabbed. The girl's wounds were already fatal, but both parents were still alive. When Jeannie found them, Robert died before the ambulance could arrive, and Helen passed away later in the hospital while in a coma. Yikes. Just fucked up, man. So solving the crime was difficult because more than a thousand people trampled on the crime scene during the investigation. This is what's wrong with police, all you s- fucking pigs out there. You guys come in and you trample on the fucking crime scene and you guys don't give a care about the actual real evidence. The same thing that happened with the John Bonet Ramsey case is like cops just fucking kept going through the crime scene, stomping over everything, touching things. They're fucking stupid. Cops are dumb. Investigators are dumb. They're people. I mean, they, of course, they're going to be dumb, bro. They make mistakes, as I understand, but like, this is the ridiculous part of a lot of true crime and a lot of serial killers is that they don't take a regard for what they're doing to the crime scene when they're like, the investigator comes in and he's like holding his belt and he's like, so what do we got here? What's this? He starts touching it, smelling it and shit and like, <laughs> Did you ever see that show, Making a Murderer, bro? Fuck yeah, man. I was debating if we ever... Do you think they did it? Definitely not the retard that he didn't do that. God, (laughs) dude, we're going to get so canceled, bro. Whatever. People can't cancel podcasts, man. It goes out everywhere. And if you try to cancel me, I'll keep making more. So, but, uh, no, like, I don't, I don't think Brandon Dassey, the, the kids is slow. He's, I have nothing. He's got, yeah, he's got, he definitely has issues. 100%. But, uh, I don't think it's hard to fucking tell, but Stephen Avery does seem, um, credible to me. There's, there's weird things around that case and who really knows though, but He's maintained his innocence, and he hasn't like since the very beginning. I know. Like they so. don't. I'm not gonna lie. They had me shook. I think 
like his whole theory of being framed, I think it has like some. But there's got to you know. be people out there that obviously haven't seen it, maybe even listen to our podcast. So like maybe one day me and Juan will dive into it because it is interesting. Wait, people actually and, listen to this podcast. Yes, a lot of people. Uh, there's about a thousand people listening right now. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Maybe billions. I just don't know because we can't we can't <laughs> understand the streaming aspect of it. We can understand the downloads, just not the streaming. And I used to stream fucking all the time, just like press play. But yeah. downloads is what we can actually track. And we're people or whatever. You're from Spain, Australia, the UK, Japan, fucking Indonesia, the fucking pedophile ring of Philippines. What's up? Because <laughs> everything's coming up with the Philippines now, which I fucking have talked about for years. But is what it is. So like, obviously you have all those people come through. They trample over a thousand people. So how many people, how many cops are going through this crime scene? It is a this family. This the 60s, right? 66. Yeah. So they don't know what the fuck's going on. This is why they didn't catch so many serial killers. And this is like a thousand people. So there were so many cops or like it says like during the investigation. So that means cops, uh, paramedics, whoever shows up went through the crime scene. Right. And it's just like. That's a lot of people to go through a crime scene. So, and I get, it's a family, so they're probably like, you know, every time a family gets murdered, they're on their P's and Q's a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and they're destroying evidence, leaving behind trace amounts of their DNA, which is mind boggling to me. Authorities only named one suspect publicly Pastor C.A. Oh. Roberts. Of course, he did he's a pastor. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He definitely did it. 100%. With that name, dude, 100%. C.A. Roberts? <laughs> C.A. Roberts. Let me, let me let me Google to see what he looks like. Yeah. Can you look him up? C.A. Roberts, Florida. <laughs> Eventually, uh, for all the people that tune into some of the YouTube episodes, there will, there will be a day where we'll start showing stuff over the stream and stuff. There is there is ways to do this, so we're going to start pumping out that stuff eventually, too. Yeah, dude. Uh, let me see here. He looks like a bitch. <laughs> Probably did. I think he did it. So Robert, who had iron cl- an ironclad alibi, supported by thousands of fans at a Florida State University football game he attended that night of the murder. So he had he had an alibi. So it definitely wasn't the bitch. Yeah, but uh, I mean, thousands. Who's of to people. say he didn't pay somebody to do it? Right. I mean, it's true. Another pair of subjects, a young man and his girlfriend, remain identified to the public and are free. And we'll never know who murdered the Sims family. Just wah, like that. Wah, wah. Two men disappeared after the same officer arrested them. In Collier Counter- County, Sheriff's Corporal Stephen C- uh, Cuckings, whatever, it's C- Cuckings, um, arrested Felipe... Santino, this part of your tribe there, Juan. And no, it's probably Mexican. <laughs> it sounds Mexican, it bro. It does. Felipe, uh, in October of 2003, and Terrace Williams in January 2004. Santino's allegedly got into a minor car accident on his way to work. And Stephen, the cop, Calkins, responded, arrested him, and then never booked him. Supposedly dropping Santino's off at a nearby Circle K store instead. Fucking Hmm. fishy, right? So, Calkins, Stephen, the the Calkins, Stephen Calkins, pulled over Williams for suspected driving without a license. 
but he claims he dropped the man off at the same Circle K. It's just like, what is happening with this cop? He's like, no, you know what? You're, you seem chill. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's like, you want to get a slushy? You want to get a slushy? Yeah, you want a slushy. And he like drops him off and it's fucking, and then they disappear. And it's like, oh, what is this like Rick and Morty where they step through a fucking other dimension? That dude being a cop, like what's that one show, Dexter? Yes. Where he, that would be like the perfect, and I can't imagine how many serial killers are in the line of work, right? When like, oh, oh, 100%, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't even imagine because we we can't forget that there are some smart individuals out there, unfortunately, and sinister individuals. So when you combine the two, yeah, maybe you have these serial killers that could never get caught well, because they're just so so good did, at it, right? Did you hear that Dexter has – They everyone hated the last season of it, so they're making one more season, but there's yeah. going to be like half the cast is not going to be in it anymore. It's fucking oh, stupid. Oh, really? I saw that he's like in the mountains or whatever. Yeah, but like it, I don't think the actress that plays his sister is going to be in it. There's going to be all these holes, which is like you better – This is because they're only doing one season. You better make it fucking good. So this guy drops off these two guys at the same Circle K convenience store. And what then, year was this? 2003? So they yeah. don't have any video or anything of him? No. And, well, they should to an extent. They definitely have video cameras back then at uh, convenience stores. Uh, so Calkins received notification in October 2018 that Williams, Fen- uh, that Williams family intended to sue him for wrongful death. Stephen Calkins claimed no responsibility for the disappearance of Williams and requested a trial by the jury of his peers in a court proceeding. Despite filmmaker and actor Tyler Perry. What the fuck? So he must have been black because Tyler Perry uh, obviously is a black dude. He's made all those shitty Medea movies. Medea yeah. Ghost. Medea's Halloween. Medea's... Uh, but fucking asshole fucking comedy. I, I don't I don't like Tyler Perry. Uh, there's a theory that in Hollywood they make uh, black men dress up in dresses like Eddie Murphy and stuff like that. And and all these actors, even uh, Dave Chappelle got offered a role to play um, a, a, a transsexual prostitute. And he turned it down because the theory goes is that Hollywood likes to put black men in dresses just like Martin Lawrence to humiliate them so they can go part of this ritual of you are joining our kind of Freemasonry Illuminati bullshit. You ever heard about that? Yeah, I have. That's like the whole paintings of Bill Clinton and Jeffrey Epstein's home that we talked about. And then also I wanted to add, it's like that Lil Nas X. I was just talking to my wife. I was like, that guy went from zero to real gay real quick. Yeah, it's fucking true. He's like he got famous, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gay. I'm I'm gay, but and I'm, I'm satanic. Gay as fuck. I'm satanic as fuck." And too. I'm a yeah, I'm satanic too. Like, what are the chances, right? So it's this crazy. This cop leaves these fucking two dudes at the same, th- and it doesn't. It just, it just, I don't understand. I don't understand. You 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 pull over these guys, and then you just leave them somewhere at the same. He's like, "I dropped them off at the same convenience store, man." They said they need a pack of cigarettes. And uh, then see, what, what's this guy's name? So I can Google him. Stephen Calkins. C A L K I N S. Let's see if he if he passes the the the, the, the one test. bitch test. <laughs> if he looks like a bitch, he <laughs> probably is a bitch. Wrongful lawsuit. Yeah, there you go. Missing is. men, growing questions. Yeah, Tyler Perry. 
Yep. He offered uh, a $100,000 reward for information for leading to the whereabouts of Williams and Santanos because this cop arrested them, essentially, put them in the back of his car, and then they both disappeared. And no information has surfaced, and the two men remain missing. No information. Is that fucking weird? I think he's white, bro. I don't think he's black. Why would fucking Tyler Perry care then? <laughs> yeah, I think he's ex deputy Stephen Coggin. Yeah, dude, I don't know. This is this is weird. I, I think somebody could easily in that in that line of of work could get away with this like you said or he maybe probably killed them and i'm saying like stephen calkins is probably a fucking white dude and santinos <laughs> is definitely a mexican <laughs> and terrence williams does yeah, sound he looks like mexican like and terrence williams is probably is he, he black? black so yeah, i knew it so that like it, Todd perry's asking you know paying money for because obviously he sees this story it's fucking weird but at the same time this cop might have been like you know what I want to know what it feels like to kill somebody. Or Let me get a maybe, black and a Mexican. What I was going to get at is maybe he killed them by accident, right? Because that probably happens more How did he do that? You know. How I don't do know, dude. That? Maybe he's like, hey, you want to wrestle? And he like breaks his neck. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> hey, you want to wrestle? So that story's. I found that story pretty just, just fucked up in general. This cop arrests two people and then they disappear when they go to a yeah. convenience store. He's like, no. I'm and just- I'm sure that happens a lot more than you know, bro. 100%. Every, we don't know shit compared to the big picture of all of the shit. So yeah. who knows? So the remains of eight people were found in Fort Myers. Do you know where Fort Myers is? Yeah, it's that same spot where that last case was at, Collier County. <laughs> really? Shit, man. Yeah, it's that area. Florida, man. And eventually, we like if you uh, join the Patreon, me and Juan did a strange news episode. We will eventually do a Florida strange news probably many times because Florida is filled with strange news. That's and for maybe sure. We can do a, a, a live episode for the Patreon too. We will. Day. We will do that for sure. We'll get people in, especially once we get more and more subscribers to the Patreon because we're building right now. And, uh, you know, we gain people, we lose people because people devour content pretty quickly. So in March 2007, authorities discovered the skeletal remains of eight people, eight fucking people around a large piece of land in Fort Myers, Florida. After someone reported seeing human bones, the bodies lay unburied for possibly eight years or more, Jeez. which is fucking crazy. So some Are they Indian. One, how many times do you have to go through this? It is indigenous, native indigenous. or aboriginal. <laughs> All right. And indi- were they indigenous people's bones? I would rather go along with that scenario because I've always said that Columbus showed up here and he's like, it's India, isn't it? And he's a fucking idiot. But like, I'm not going to call you they or whatever the fucking you proper pronouns. His, oh, my God. Hers. Oh my god! I I was doing a live on TikTok and someone's like, "What's your pronouns?" I was like, "Fuck your pronouns, motherfucker!" I was like, "I don't give a shit. Get off my fucking live." So, uh, this is crazy. So they found these bodies laid unburied for possibly eight or more years. So they weren't buried; they're just bones scattered and clustered close enough to suggest maybe a serial killer. Just maybe. Um, they, they may have used the swampy area as a dumping ground. Leaves and other natural debris did cover the victims, who ranged from 18 to 49 and had no outward signs of trauma on their body. So he's like a BTK. He likes to oh, oh, strangle them. 
It's <laughs> fucked up, man. If you had to pick what type of serial killer you'd be, which would you pick and why? This could be a, de- a whole episode, man. I could go into every aspect. I'll be a Charles Manson. I'll get everyone else to kill for me, and then I'll get arrested, and they blame me and make me the cult leader, even though I didn't kill anybody. But uh, if I was gonna go, um, if I was gonna go a serial killer, I go. Now I, I want to kind of see them get all cut up and shit, and I want to see the yeah, gory stuff. That. I'm just joking because I can't. I'll probably throw up if I do that shit. So I'd be like the Zodiac. I dress in a funny ass costume, like a bag over my head with a satanic symbol, and then I just fire gunshots at people making out and doing OnlyFans. That's what he did. <laughs> no, man, OnlyFans didn't exist. But no, uh, the Zodiac, which I actually have, I found a bunch of fucking good books at uh, Chapters, which is the Canadian bookstore now. It's Indigo because Indigo bought them out. Blah blah. But uh, I got a book about uh, the the famous fucking it's like a bestseller about the zodiac so i'm excited to get into that and it was fucking eight bucks it's like the main seller so i was looking for deals and i got a book about the nazis and the occult for 10 bucks and i got one about the weatherman underground group which is pretty much a terrorist group in the government size but they're trying to fight for certain people's freedoms and that was like fucking 10 bucks i was looking for steals and i found all these dope ass books it was like a calling man i saw the zodiac book and i was like this is sick bro just get an amazon kindle bro fire i i I want to read i can't read on a fucking device i'm not fucking eight years old that's how I, i have the paperback kindle and i read on that shit no no, I'll read a f- I want physical copies of books. I wish I collected d- I did used to collect horror movie DVDs and and VHSs, uh, but I lost a lot of them on the way of growing older, but I want I have a huge massive book collection and I'm just going to keep on building it till I'm like one of those guys in this room where this books surround me and I'm just sitting at this desk in a mansion. Hopefully that happens one day. <laughs> So obviously, uh, oh, the Zodiac, so to get, just to get in that, but like he, he wore this weird ass costume and then shot people essentially that were like making out in lover's lane or all over the place. He was just people that's like parked at a random spot. All of a sudden here comes the Zodiac. Dun, 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 dun. Um, but so all these bodies are found and there's no trauma on the bodies and they're all eight bodies and they're all ranged from uh, like 18 to 40, 49, which is a big range. Usually serial killers tend to stay in a certain range, but sometimes not. A lot of circles like Richard Ramirez didn't give a shit who the fuck you were. If you were an easy victim, you would be dead. So DNA evidence helped investigators uh, identify two of the victims, Eric Kohler and John Belvis. So Eric's family reported him missing in October 1995. Belvis, uh, John Belvis's also disappeared in 1995, but no one reported him as missing until his remains emerged in 2007. Obviously, his wow. Nobody gave a fuck about this kid. Obviously, (laughs) I don't care. He's a kid. I don't understand. Like what he's. It's eighteen to forty nine. So his parents is could he could have been a drug addict. Who knows, right? And his parents like he probably overdosed and died. Fuck him. Yeah, because that happens. Uh, That's pretty. Again, there's a lot of people who stop talking to their families and shit like that. So I can see right. And they, Hey, they know that he's an addict or whatever happened. Yes. Yeah. And if they go missing, Hey, it is what it is. You know, hundred percent, man. hundred percent. It is true. Like he was missing. We completely forgot about his ass. It's like, I know. Yeah. 15 my, years later, this year, my uh, uncle died. So two people like my, my mom's side of my family is dwindling low. Uh, my, it's my mom, me, and then my two cousins, and that's it. My dad's side's got a big side of the family. But my aunt died last year of a, a tumor induced by drinking too much alcohol and smoking and just 
overall bad health. She was a fucking massive alcoholic. And then my uncle died from a drug overdose. We always thought he would have years ago, but I was like, oh, he'll, he'll keep kicking it. And he died and they found him dead. And my mom's like, people are calling me about his dog and his, and the things he, he, the barely, whatever he owned. And she's like, I don't even want anything to do with these fucking people. Because who knows what what debt he was tied to, right? Yeah, exactly. You never know. So this is crazy. So then, you know, all these people, they, they, they disappeared. They identified two of the victims, but no one was reported as, oh, but yeah, no one was reported as missing until the uh, remains emerged. None of these kids. Yeah. Which That's is, what I'm saying. It's like, oh, holy shit, we forgot about all of them. Let's report them right now. Well, we found their body. Yeah, well, they're missing. Oh, shit. Well, it's their body. <laughs> a third victim, Jonathan Taihei, Taihei, also went missing in 1995. All 1995, which is a precursor of a serial killer. You know what I mean? That. What do you, what do you mean? I don't know what you mean. That it's all in the same year. It seems to be all around the same area. They have to have had a serial killer on their hands. Because it's all in the same year, which is this weirdest sh- shit, strangest thing. Well, you know that, that, that's why, again, we talked all about the same earlier. area where their bodies were found. The pol- some police and detectives aren't that bright, so maybe they didn't put two and two together, or maybe he was a cop, and they just never they would never investigate themselves, right? And they just real yep. unsolved, it's unsolved, true. and just keep checking it down the line. Maybe so, it was that fucking Collier County cop. I know, yeah, I know. He's <laughs> killing everybody. you imagine how wild that would be, though, dude? If he was connected to all these Florida stories? Yeah. Could be true. So, uh, Jonathan Taihei, when he went missing in 1995, he was identified via DNA in 2008. A long time, man. Yeah. A long time. Uh, 13 years, 14 years? That's fucking crazy, man. All three men lived... Hard existences plagued with drug addiction, homelessness, and run-ins with the law. Exactly what I thought. And I put this together a couple weeks ago, if not a month ago, because I thought we'd eventually want to get in some weird unsolved true crime in Florida because there's so much of it. And... I didn't look over this today when we first started, so all this is kind of getting brushed up in my memory when I remember researching it. And that is just interesting that... You know, it's always someone like the, the, as they call them in the true crime is the lesser dead prostitutes are the lesser dead homelessness are the lesser dead. They're just people that people don't give a shit about. They're people that just got left to the wind and no one really cares about them. So they don't get identified. It's pretty fucked up when you really think about it like well, that. It's you know true. I mean? And there's still people, there's still humans they yeah. still deserve some sort of love. And uh, that's why you have Robert Picton in Canada, the guy that fed a bunch of prostitute bodies to his pigs. Yeah, is, I remember that case. We're going to eventually cover him. That's going to be a big, big topic. Uh, it could be a two-part. It could be fucking a couple hours because it's fucking deep. And that's the whole point. It's the lesser dead that nobody looked into it because they don't give a shit. So the local media suspected the involvement of a known serial killer. Daniel Con Conahan. Well, this guy, Daniel Conahan, C O N A H A N, Conahan. Yeah, he did it. <laughs> Does he look some fucking one hundred percent, bro? <laughs> really? Yeah, dude, look him up, bro. He, this guy looks. 
I think he's already in jail for murdering people. Are you fucking oh, serious? Oh, dude. I think I think we can make this a whole a whole episode. This guy is called the Hog Trail Killer. Oh yeah, bro. Oh yeah, I've heard about him. Uh, that's what we're talking about. So, um, let me see his. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. This guy looks like he fucked a thousand kids and killed a hundred. When of them. he was a teenager, he discovered he was homosexual. Sounds like Tom Thompson there. <laughs> so he leaked no, I, over I discovered a dozen I was uh, I was uh, uh, trans binary. That's what I discovered. Oh my bad, dude. Yeah, Don't bro, we need to, to do a... Yeah, so th- th- this is crazy. Like, so the local media suspected, obviously, him, uh, Daniel Conahan, who was serving time for the murders of a drifter and thought to be involved in the hog trail murders of five people in the 1990s. Daniel Owens Cohen Jr. is convicted American murderer, rapist, and suspected serial killer, which me and Juan may dive into. So Daniel... Conahan was convicted of one murder, but has been linked to dozens of murders, mostly of gay men in Charlotte County, Florida area, and what became known as the Hog Trail Murders, which when I was researching this, I thought that might be a good topic to get into with me and you, is maybe we should put that on the, the docket. The docket, yeah. And talk about this because it's probably deeper than we even expect. But investigators found no evidence, supposedly, connecting Conahan to the Fort Murray's deaths. No one knows the cause of death. No one, no other leads concerning the final resting place of these eight men. No one has fucking any idea. And it sounds like they only identified three with DNA. So there are... Five more people that have not been identified, most likely homeless. But the thing is, you have homeless people and drug addicts, and you'd be like, I'll give you 15 bucks if you give me uh, some uh, uh, some good head, I was right? just about to say, like, you offer them some drugs and money, and you can do whatever you'd like with them. That's true, and right? It- because they need that money to survive, because... Once you become addicted to drugs, it's a you fucked need, up and dark thing to think yes, about. But. but it's true because you need that next fix because your body literally becomes dependent on it. Yeah. I know this well enough with the drugs I've messed around with, the family members I've had that have had drug addictions. I know this all too well, and it's fucking true. Your body will become completely dependent on it, which is fucking scary. And that's why the lesser dead because you can, and the, the police, even during the time of Robert Picton, were like, whatever. Clean up the streets, whatever. The, and they're like making jokes to like the serial killers helping us get rid of the prostitution problem, which is disgusting. The cops talk like that, but it happens because everybody's it's survival of the fittest sometimes, bro. It's yep. fucked up, but. So Zachary uh, Bernhardt was eight years old when he disappeared from the apartment he shared with his mother in the early hours of September 11th, 2000. This is crazy. I, me- I remember researching this story. So his mother. Leah Hackett told police she had insomnia and regularly left the young boy alone in his apartment from anywhere from 50 minutes to two hours while she went swimming and walked around the neighborhood. She's like, he's, he's eight years old. He can handle himself. Did, Did we ever do, we didn't do Casey Anthony, did we? No, but if you want to, we can get into that. The missing, yeah, he's he's Florida, Florida's longest Amber Alert, running Amber Alert. What? That's fucking crazy. This dude's fucked. It was in Tampa, Florida. Of course it's in Tampa, mine. Mine. 
So like yeah, so she, she which is weird. Like I leave my son alone fifteen minutes. Sometimes I go away for two hours. I just go swimming. I don't bring him with me because he he likes sitting on his Game Boy. So I just let him be. And so it's fucking crazy. So when Hackett, Leah, his mother, arrived back at the unlocked home. Because she's stupid enough to leave your home unlocked in Tampa, which is fucking retarded. Zachary was gone without a trace. Police believe that Leah Hackett was lying about her version of events. Due to inconsistent times and details she provided, she never offered new clues or became a suspect. Which is interesting that they didn't even make her a subject because who knows if she was a drug addict or whatever and could have sold him off. But the fact that any time... It could have been an accident again, bro. There is that case of people have missing time and their memories are shot and all that stuff. But if you have inconsistent timelines constantly, you need to be questioned. And the funny thing is, if this was a father, if this was a male that his son went missing... They would have him suspect, prime suspect number one. It's fucking the you think somebody, so, bro. Yes, hundred percent. They can be sexist a lot of times in the in the investigation police industry that they push because it's like a baby dies, right? It's yeah. always the dad. Oh, he drowned him, or which does happen. It's happened enough, but or the wife dies all the time. It's it's when the when the wife dies, it's yeah. almost eighty percent likely that it is the father. So Isn't that, that like a statistic where, it is, where it's yes. usually like the spouse? That's the first person that they look at? Yep, 100%. And then they there's a lot of like when we covered uh, Christopher Watts, that case is fucked. He, yeah, I've seen he, that one. He's nuts. So the, we covered that. And then a lot of people gave good reviews on that episode. And they want us to dive into it more. And I'm like, I did enough. It was a very sad episode. <laughs> then in 2001, a neighborhood named Kevin Jailbird confessed to a friend <laughs> He was a serial killer. He's a, a a neighbor. So he confessed to, obviously, a friend that he was a serial killer. And he abducted, assaulted, sexually assaulted, and murdered children, which is fucked up. So he's like, hey, man, I know we're having a couple of beers. We're getting loose. You know Fuck what I like guy. to do? You know what I like to do? I like to kidnap children, and I, I, like, to, I like to do some dirty things to their little bits and pieces. I like it. The guy's like sitting there like, um, I was just wanting to talk about hockey. <laughs> yeah, that's a fuck, the fuck that guy. That guy's a piece of shit. So Kevin Jailbird's story changed multiple times and no evidence left of the crime scene connects him to Zachary's disappearance. In September 2001, a Polaroid photograph of the young boy found in a parking lot appeared to show Zachary tied up and gagged, which I've heard about this case before because I thought it was a super famous photo. And Oh, I think I saw that. I saw that that photo. I, I will post it on the... I think I should be not banned by the time this comes out. But I'll post this on the, the Strange Root Podcast Instagram page and the Strange Root Hostheads Facebook page because I remember hearing about the story and then people find this creepy-ass photograph, which is fucking scary, man. Yeah, i just seen it just now. Yeah, disappearance. Yeah, it's fucked up, bro. So I'll have to post that because that's fucking creepy as shit. And I know I've heard about the story before because of that photo, but that's happened before, which is because people think that it fell out of the van, which we could even dive into this case alone because it's probably deeper than what we think it is. Unfortunately, authorities could not obtain 
positive identification of the photograph and lack of any further evidence meant another dead-end case. As of 2018, Zachary remains missing. Fucking crazy. Yikes. The world's nuts, man. The world's a fucking crazy place. So speaking of... of, of what, what are those type of pictures called again? Polaroid. Ever yeah. seen the movie The Clover Shake Hitch it Killer? Shake like a Polaroid kid. Oh, I, what? No. The Clover Hitch Killer. Why does it sound so familiar? Bro, it's super good. Watch that shit on Netflix. The Clover Hitch Killer. And just, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it's pretty, it's it's damn good. It's a horror movie? It's a serial killer movie. Damn, I'm surprised I've never seen that shit, man. Yeah. And then the Red Blood Sky is the one that I sang you That's the newest one? Yeah, that that shit was dope, too. Yeah, I told my my woman about that, and then we should watch it, so. Yeah. Get into it. So, on, let's talk about another kidnapping. So, on November 24th, uh, 1997, Stephen and Marlene Asenberg discovered their five-month-year-old daughter, Sabrina, missing from her crib. Police arrived and allegedly found the home in disarray, but no signs of a break-in other than a garage door left open overnight. It's fucking crazy. Police were suspicious that the couple possessed very few photos of the youngest of their three children Hmm. and discovered a video of Sabrina filmed by Marlene that supposedly showed bruises on the child and a missing chunk of hair. What, fuck, um, this is, you know, me and Billy always try to make light of true crime cases. Um, but you don't have the mind frame that Billy does. Cause he's definitely a little, a little, it's a little sick upstairs just the same way as I am. But when you're talking about true crime cases like this, it is disturbing and it's fucked up. And the fact that, you know, that's good. Enough. That to me, that's enough evidence to show, Hey, you guys had something to do with it. Yeah. And yeah. there's, there's weird cases of, of, and, and this has happened before. I'm trying to think of the case I'm thinking of, but uh, I can't remember the, the case. And the Gabriel it, Fernandez case. Uh, maybe, maybe that's the one that I, th- I feel like it was a documentary on Netflix up in the closet. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's cases like that too, where they, and they, ha- they'll have other, other kids that they love and take care of. But then yeah. there's like the youngest one that they're like, this is the kid we abuse. You know what? Like, nah. we go, we're not really, we're not, there are marriage isn't like the, the sex in the bedroom isn't that good right now. No, we could do, we could make the child our fucking sex toy. And it's like, it's as, as fucked up as that sounds. Yeah. That's the way these people fucking think. It's, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Up. So investigators hid recording devices throughout the couple's homes and attempted to prove the connection to the missing child through statements they made by the Asenbergs on the tapes. Statements later found to be misheard and misrepresented. Charges filed against the grieving parents, arrests, and subsequent trial ended with charges drops, and they rewarded a settlement. They got rewarded a settlement of $2.9 million fucking dollars from the prosecutors to the Asenbergs for court costs. So they obviously went through a lot of bullshit. But the thing is, if they have video footage that looks like bruises and hair missing from the child. Yeah, but dude, and it's fucked up and I don't want to play devil's advocate, but 
kids fall all the time. Oh, I agree. And I they agree. get bruises all the time. Yeah. Who's to know that maybe that wasn't the issue in this? Yeah, it's fishy that they don't have, but and there's not a lot of context, so we can't really say. But maybe they were, maybe they did do it, and they just didn't maybe, get caught. Yeah, maybe they didn't. It, it's hard to say because, especially, we have people that maybe didn't do it, and they're being accused of it. Could uh, that could be? I couldn't imagine that, man. And would you say that they caught them saying stuff on recording? But yeah, it was- that was taken out of context and stuff like that, and. Seems very fishy to me. Yeah, so while, no. while investigators focused on the family, they didn't pursue any other leads. So they were investigating the family and didn't even look into anything further. Good job, cops. Good job, investigators. You guys are great. The trail ran cold, and baby Sabrina remains missing. Several young women believe. They might be the girl and have provided DNA samples to authorities, but the case remains open to this day, which is fucking crazy. So all these chicks that are older, maybe in the foster care or because obviously this this story goes way deeper and they're like, I think I'm Sabrina. And I feel like I look I heard about this, too, beforehand because, you know, they're like, maybe I'm Sabrina. Maybe I'm Sabrina because who fucking knows? That's what I'm saying, bro. The world's a n- nutty place, man. So, actress Tammy <laughs> Lynn Leopard, Leopard, Tammy Lee Leopard. All right, Tam- Leopard. Oh, wow, she's pretty hot. Is she? Yeah, and for her time, I mean, this is pretty old, but. Let me see. Oh, she fine. She fine. She's a hot blonde, bro. Yeah. I would uh I would do things to her that I wouldn't say on this podcast. Um so yeah, she Scarface actress, bro? I don't know where the fuck she was in Scarface. Actress Scarface actress mysteriously disappeared after she quit filming the Al Pacino classic. What? Dude. Yeah, she was in she was in Scarface, bro. What character? She was the one with his homeboy. Apparently she's in a scene where she's leaning up against a car. No, that's what's her name. I don't know, bro. It says missing beauty. Tam- oh, Tam- it's not Tammy Lynn. Never mind. Fake news. Okay. <laughs> so that's good. Actress Tammy Lynn Leprod, or whatever the fuck how you pronounce it, appearing in movies in 1982, including a small part, yes, in 1983 movie Scarface with yeah, Al Pacino. Just a small part, though. It wasn't a main role. Before Tammy Lynn Leprod took... A trip to film the B movie Spring Break. Tammy's best friend, Wing Flanagan. What a fucking name. His name is Wing <laughs> Wing Flanagan. He changed his name to be an actor actor for sure. So notice a change in her behavior, specifically paranoia and invasiveness. Tammy Lynn's mother, Linda Curtis, said her daughter had a meltdown at home and that involves screaming and breaking windows in the month before she disappeared. So she lost her mind. Something was happening. Maybe they're trying to make her part of the MK Ultra fucking Hollywood program. Who knows? So Tammy Lynn went a uh, 72 hour observation and a psychiatric unit, but was wasn't diagnosed with any any mental illness or drug or alcohol uh, dependency. So her mother also claimed that Tammy mentioned being afraid of someone and had a breakdown on the set of Scarface. She is a good-looking chick, 
She could have been in many more movies if she obviously upped her act actress bro, game. Bro, that shit goes deep. Does it? Yeah, bro. So on July 6, 1983, 18-year-old Tammy Lynn left her home. She's only 18, which is my so she could have had a huge career ahead of her. With left her home with uncombed hair, traveled <laughs> Why, did you think it's funny that she said uncombed hair? No, Wing looks like a fucking... <laughs> dude, look that guy up, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wing That Flynn. guy looks like a fucking idiot, bro. <laughs> looks like fucking Bob Ross. <laughs> yeah, but this, this, this case goes deep, bro. He looks like a fucking serial killer Bob Ross, man. Yeah. His eyes look demented, bro. But this, this, it goes deep. It goes deep. What the fuck? So, uh, she left her home with uncombed hair, which is obviously a big detail, and traveled with an unidentified male in his vehicle. The friend later told police the two had an argument and he had left Tammy alone at a gas station in Cocoa Beach, Florida. Police and Tammy's family suspected a connection to a known serial killer, Christopher Wilder. But no evidence exists to support his involvement. So another serial killer, the vampire rapist, which maybe should be another episode. Jesus, all these episodes we're leading <laughs> into on this podcast is John Bennett uh, Curtley. Curtley? He has a weird ass fucking name. Was also a suspect, but investigators lacked evidence as well. Curtis remains that uh, her daughter had knowledge of drug and a money ring in Florida. And especially at that young age, she's subjectable to a lot of strange things that happen within Florida and Hollywood and, and the whole aspect of that because Hollywood goes deep and eventually we'll get into that. And her death resulted from that knowledge. Supposedly, she was fucking murdered because she knew shit about a drug and money ring in Florida. I can believe it, bro. I mean, especially like how you said, like being that in that industry, hey, you got to do this in order to be famous, yeah. right? You got to su- suck some You got to take a 10-inch dick in your asshole and you can be part of this industry. Here comes John yeah. Holmes. So um, as of 2018, Tammy Lynn remains missing and the case is unsolved. Yeah, I think we should. That, that one looks from what I saw just now on the internet. It looks like it goes deep, bro. So we'll definitely dive into that maybe on another episode because how deep it is and it might be next year. Who knows when we'll get into it, but I think we should put that on the docket. So Amy Billig was 17 years old when she disappeared in early March 1974 while hitchhiking near her neighborhood. Her disappearance led to several dead ends, including a 16-year-old twins who claimed responsibility and attempt to receive $30,000 in ransom payout. They're like, we need money. Um, in, oh, look at this case, man. And they're like talking to each other like, no, we could just, we could claim we did it and maybe we'll get the money. Like it just shows how impressionable kids are in the seventies. Yeah. Like they see it was, this it was ad, different times, bro. They see this ad and they're like, we can admit we killed her by accident. We can get $30,000. And supposedly a biker who also admitted to maybe having involvement in this, who said his gang committed the crime. The biker did admit later on his deathbed that he lied about 
the biker gang's involvement of Amy Billings' death and disappearance. Disappearance, because we don't know where she went or death, because we don't know where, uh, how she died. And he lied about it because, obviously, he needed some fucking money for his, uh, his Harley motorcycle. <laughs> fucking Harley owners. So a stalker tormented Amy's mother, Sue with phone calls after her daughter's disappearance and continued from 1974 until 1995. That's like 20 years of someone harassing this chick's mother. Yeah. He fucking which is did fucking it. crazy. The calls, which occurred um, several times each night, taunted Sue with declarations that Amy was serving as the caller's sex slave. Authorities later busted in U.S. Customs agent Henry Johnson Blair after he used his cell phone to harass Sue. Blair admitted he had no knowledge of Amy's location or fate and became another dead end in locating the missing girl and her body. Fucking Imagine, like, she was my sex slave. Now I want you to be my sex slave. Yeah, and he's, like, calling her and shit. Like, that's, it's creepy in general. But authorities recovered Amy's camera from an area near her abduction site and developed the photographs and showed a white van similar to the one Blair drove at the time. So I think he a hundred percent did it and they yep. just couldn't find evidence enough pointing to him because they could have caught him years and years later. Her diary also mentioned running away to South America with a man she referred to as Hank. The weird thing is this was Blair's nickname. Henry Johnson Blair, his nickname was Hank. Yeah, fuck that guy. So definitely he did it, but they said enough evidence to convict him. Both Amy's parents died without receiving answers of what happened to their daughter. Yeah, I think that guy did it. Yeah, he 100% did it. How is everything connected to him? With her family and shit. Yeah, and obsessed with, and they gained some sort of gratification by doing that, by fucking with them, and by egging on his mother, and he's probably, like, over the phone just whacking off, and, like, you know, it's (laughs) sick, but this is the fucking shit that happens. Jennifer Odom was murdered, and police involved a psychic. The parents of Jennifer Odom contact the police after 12-year-old, their 12-year-old, never arrived home from school on February 19, 1993. Volunteers searched the orange groves and tree-filled areas near her house. Jennifer's body turned up six days after she disappeared. The brutal murder, the preteen's attacker remained... Unsolved, elusive, they couldn't find him or her, who fucking knows at the end of the day. So police brought in a psychic named Nancy Meyer to generate possible leads. And this does happen. Yeah, in I've, cases. I've heard about it happen before, but I think it's fucking bullshit. There nah, fuck you and your bullshit. Uh <laughs> there there is a there's a psychic in London, Ontario, which is a big city, and um Chelsea's mom, my woman's mom, went to uh, this psychic and a lot of things she said came true to a T even years after. And this psychic supposedly has helped the police on five different occasions solve murders. So you never know. 
Have an open dun, mind, one. <laughs> I do, I do. I'm just saying a lot of these people are scams, bro. You got to admit that. I know. There's a, there's a portion of them. There's also yeah. a portion of them that tell the truth. So Meyer told police she saw two abductors involved in Jennifer's kidnapping and murder and insisted they approach the preteen under the ruse of getting directions, just like fucking goddamn Paul Bernardo and Carla Homoka. Go back and listen to the episode if you haven't heard it. And, you know, it's like, where do I go on this? Oh, come here! And they just fucking grab her. (laughs) So she further claimed both men worked as mechanics with the ability to lift heavy objects and that one of them smoked heavily. It's just crazy how she came up with these, at least these ideas or these premonitions. Because who knows? Obviously, the, the cops have went to the second before and obviously, it led them to a capture of someone, at least because they wouldn't use her unless they, she's proven herself already. Or maybe they like. were just desperate, bro, and they really didn't have any leads. So they were like... That's true. Come up with some sort of profile, guys. Yep. Meyer also saw a case with letters on it that turned out to be a clarinet case belonging to Jennifer's cousin, which the girl had with her when she fucking disappeared. Okay, that's creepy. That's nuts. How could she fucking know that? She and the cops wouldn't, because cops are not, they're not going to give the information because they want to know if this is legit or not. So they're not going to give her that type of information. Yeah. And the fact that she saw it and saw the letters on the case is mind boggling. Maybe she was the real deal, bro. But she yeah. fucking sucks, obviously, because this is unsolved. <laughs> No, because they, she, well, they, she, she can't pinpoint. She knows what the people look like, but it's like you can't really get. I don't know how you get names from psychic abilities, and you have to be extremely good. So, unfortunately, the only suspects in the case are Al Keener Jr. and Jeffrey Norman Crumb Sr. Jeffrey Norman Crumb Sr. What I a fucking sure. name! He definitely did. We're never conclusively linked to Jeffrey's death. And Myers' leads never gave police enough to prosecute anyone, leaving the case unsolved as of 2018. So it's just mind-boggling how much there. And we will, I'm sure, will be into true crime of Florida for a while, especially because I told we, you there's plenty of cases that we can fucking do here, bro. I know, and the fact that there are so many that we just got from this episode alone that if we wanted to deep dive in and give the fans more details of these cases, we already have like three that we can yeah. get into alone on this case alone. So it's just it's just always crazy to me how many you know there's so many so it's so many levels to this shit. I would definitely like to get into the case of the actress because it seems like it's it's thick. There's enough. There's enough stuff to make an episode out of it. Definitely, like awesome. one full episode. So that that was good. That was more of a crazy true crime case episode. Um, we'll be back with some probably aliens or paranormal or maybe. Maybe we can get back into some cryptids. We'll see what's on the docket next time. Awesome. So you know where to find us. Go to www.strangewoodpodcast.com. Get some merch. Get a fucking Strange Wand shirt. Get your shit. And, uh, you know, bump up that Instagram. We're beefing it up right now. Strange Root Podcast. Anywhere you can find us and join the Host Heads page on Facebook because I will be back soon. Hopefully I don't get completely kicked off Facebook. Yeah, and as always, at the One on One Podcast, you can follow me on there on all social media platforms awesome possum uh that's that i'll see you later there waddy boy